Hey everyone, it is me, Tiffany Parsons, and you are listening to a brand new episode of She Draws Attention. If you are listening to this show for the first time, I want to welcome you. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you. Thank you for being here. Also, if you're not new and you're coming back, let me know how you're enjoying the show. Um, This is going into the third episode, so I am just excited that we're here, that I'm able to bring you something new every week, and hopefully that you're enjoying it. So if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram at SheDrawsAttention, and make sure that you are subscribing to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. So let's go ahead and get into a brand new episode starting right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Draws Attention. So glad to have you here. So let's just go ahead and dive right into it, shall we? Friends. That's right. I mean, you guys are my friends. You're listening. You're like, I want to hear what Tiffany has to say this week. She's so cool. She's so fun. She gets me. I feel like we're besties. And you know what? I feel like that too. Like, I feel like you're listening to me. We're having a good time. You're probably nodding to certain things and you're like, yes, exactly, right? We're connecting. We're on the same page, right? We're on the same level. But would you believe that there are people out there that don't agree with me? I mean, I don't see how that's possible, but there are people out there that don't get it. They're not on our team, They're not vibing with us. They're not feeling us, girl. Like, what gives? You know, can you believe that there are some people right now that don't like me? I know. Like, I don't know how that's possible because I'm pretty nice and I'm fun and my voice is amazing to listen to. But yeah, they don't like me. They don't get with me. I'm not their cup of tea. I know. It's nuts. I don't understand it either. But you know what? Let's just kind of play devil's advocate here. And let's just say that I do understand where they're coming from. That I'm not the coolest person. That I'm not someone that is worthy of being heard or listened to or... I am not someone that people like. So why is that? And what makes you likable or not? That's what we're going to dig into today. We're going to dig into being popular and being able to have relationships with people. Why friendships are the way that they are. Why do we end up liking someone initially and then we hate them the next minute? Let's discuss. So I'm going to start out with a little bit of a story time because stories are always fun. So 
starting now with story time, I guess we should dig into my personal background with making friends. I was a military brat growing up. So that means that I would travel a lot. Every three years or so, my family would have to pick up and move, and we'd have to start all over again. Whether that was going to a new school, whether that was going to a new country, we had to pick up and move all the time. So as a kid, I learned at a very young age that I had to make adjustments. And that was a good thing and a bad thing. The bad part of it was I was constantly moving. So I was interjected into places where I didn't look like everyone else. I didn't sound like everyone else. And that, you know, I had to basically spend two and a half years getting to know how things worked out. You know, how do people talk around here? What kind of things do people like? How do I get people to like me? How do I interject myself into um, situations that people have spent literally lifetimes to get established in? You know, how do I deal with prejudice? How do I deal with people not accepting me or not liking me. And I guess I learned from a very early age, you know, along with the thing, the commonalities that happen in growing up, being a kid, getting picked on, getting made fun of for the way you look or you talk or whatever. I also had the interesting dynamic of being multiracial um, during a time where there weren't a lot of multiracial kids um, floating around, where it was very much like me and my sisters being the ones that had the black dad and the white mom. And then also the fact that we were military children who we're going to school in places where maybe there was the military population, but for the most part, the kids going to school with us were not military families. So having to explain like why we were there and kind of what our lifestyle was with having, you know, a parent that was there sometimes, not there other times, it was just kind of an interesting lifestyle to live. But the one thing in living that lifestyle that I learned over a period of time is, like I said before, adapting and figuring out where do you fit in and knowing that even though there are people that don't look like you or come from the same background as you or the same kind of lifestyle you are in, that you can find people that you can kind of mesh with and Sometimes you'll be the center of attention, sometimes you won't, but how do you find people that are genuine and real and accepting of you? And I feel like as a kid, that was a lot easier to do than it is as an adult. And one of the reasons why is because as an adult, there are so many factors that panned into you becoming the person that you are. So 
all of those factors kind of contribute to how willing you are to accepting someone new or getting to know someone else or accepting yourself for who you are. So we'll kind of get into that more in a minute. So put that on the back burner of accepting yourself and how that plays into your relationship. So we'll put that on the back burner. But keeping in line with the story, at a young age, I had to learn how to kind of handle that and deal with those things. So with that being said, I feel that because I had to deal with kind of trying to figure out who I am and figure out how to deal with people not liking me and having to deal with people not accepting me right away or or figuring out um, just kind of where do I even get a chance or an opportunity to make friendships, lasting friendships, The one thing that I had to overcome was I just had to accept that I wasn't going to be everyone's cup of tea, whether it was the way that I looked or the way that I talked or just things that were a part of my personality. My personality overall is that I am the type of person where I like being creative. I like things that are kind of outside of the norm. Um, And I like to be able to show show my talents and the things that I like to do. I enjoy singing. I enjoy drawing. I just enjoy kind of um, basking in those those things that I'm good at doing because that makes me feel good. And I enjoy sharing those gifts with other people. Um, If I can draw something for someone and it makes them happy, I like doing that. If I can sing a song or include people in singing, then that makes me happy. But one thing that I learned at a very young age was that not everyone enjoys your gifts and not everyone enjoys the things that you enjoy to do. And there's a difference between people just not being into it and people being threatened by that. Um, And ultimately, what I realize is that people who are threatened by that are probably grappling with something that has nothing to do with you ultimately. But if you are the sensitive type like me, you feel that it has everything to do with you. And that is the difference between someone who really has an issue with themselves and someone who does it. Because when you have issues with yourself and you have issues with figuring out, you know, being accepted or not, you generally project those feelings and those emotions, I find. Um, And for people that don't have an issue with that, right, that really just want to be accepted and want to be loved for who they are, those people tend to think that that issue is about them. They seem to absorb it. 
And that is like the telltale sign of if somebody is dealing with something that they are insecure about or that they feel a certain type of way about or if they genuinely are good and plan on um they genuinely are good and and you know not trying to be malicious i won't say good because you know people that have good qualities can be bad people too or make bad choices too but for the sake of this let's just say that those that are that have genuine traits that people aspire to be or enjoy or that people genuinely like if someone's trying to put you down or make you feel like crap about who you are when you are just being yourself in your full self and being genuine more than likely they are grappling with something within themselves where it makes them feel a certain type of way and rather than just expressing that to you they feel that they have to project and that they have to hide it so obviously that is a soft spot for a lot of people so case in point let's say that you are the type of person that enjoys um talking about talking about tv talking about shows right? You enjoy it. And let's say that you have a very outgoing personality. And let's say that there's another person in your life that maybe also likes talking about shows and talking about things as well. But for some reason with your personality, when you are you know, when you are talking, you are just more dynamic. Let's say that you just draw people in and people want to listen or people are captivated by what you have to say. That person may feel like you are being overbearing and that you are making it all about you. But ultimately, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just being who you are and people are genuinely captivated by you. Now, this could go one of two ways. That person can just kind of suppress those feelings of, of maybe envy or wanting to be the center of attention or those people can project those feelings. And despite which way you go, both of those can be taken maliciously because maybe the person who's used to getting attention or the person that's used to having an audience, they see that you are trying to get some attention as well. Maybe you are trying to, you know, project a little bit more. Maybe you're seeing what they're doing and maybe you're trying to do it. And then ultimately they find out that, oh my gosh, this person's doing it better. Or maybe they find that, you know, it they it rubs off on them as if you are trying to put them down, that you're trying to mock them or mimic them. Either way, this situation could get kind of touchy, right? Because neither person in this scenario is dealing with 
their feelings or their true feelings or emotions. The person that's projecting um, certain behavior, whether they're talking poorly about the person that they secretly wish they were more like or wish that they were being received or getting that attention that they wanted, they're not letting that person know how they feel. And conversely, the other person who is used to getting the attention or used to getting the, the, um, you know, having that, um, attention put on them, they are not getting the reaction that they want. And they kind of feel like, Hey, why is this person trying to steal my spotlight? And ultimately, all of this could all be avoided if people just were honest, you know, if people were just like, hey, you know, though you always seem to get attention from other people all the time. And I wish that I could get that attention like that. Or how do you do that? How do you command a room? How do you get that? I see traits in you that I admire and that I enjoy. And other people seem to enjoy. But whenever I do those things, I don't get that. How do I get that? And, you know, On the other side of that, that other person who maybe, you know, knows that now, now they can say, well, you know, I thought that you get attention in this way and you seem to command a room and you have people's attention as well. And, you know, for a moment there, I was feeling insecure because I thought that, you know, you were mocking me, or I thought that you were not, um, you know, not appreciative or, or didn't like me. Um, and that's why things were going the way that they were. Or maybe you find that that person has similar feelings about you. And here's the thing in that scenario. Now, this is a scenario where I'm using two people that ultimately want the same thing and, you know, one of them feeling slighted at one point and things reversing and how things can go from zero to 100 and things can get really nasty or they can have a genuine conversation about things and just kind of see where people are coming from. I feel like this is something that is very difficult for women to do, especially women that find themselves in that scenario where they see, ultimately, they see a woman that they do have respect for. um, And maybe they don't outwardly say it, but that they see that is doing something that they want to do or that they strive to do, whether it is, you know, doing a podcast or maybe it's, you know, being a mom that is very involved in their life or maybe it's being a working woman or whatever it may be. We find ourselves comparing ourselves to others. And it ultimately is our perception of how do we think the world is taking in people that we admire, right? And I talked about this in probably the first episode, the first podcast that um, I did, where I'm talking about 
being perfect, right? We have these perceptions of what we believe is perfect, what we believe is right, what we believe other people want. And generally speaking, those are things that we put on ourselves. Those are goals and expectations that we have on ourselves. And when we start putting them on people, and when we start projecting those expectations on other people, that is where friendships and relationships kind of fall by the wayside and where things can get really sticky. So let's talk about friendship and where things fall off. You know, have you ever been in a situation where you are friends with someone, you hit it off, you guys have so much in common, you feel like you're best friends, and then ultimately one day, just seemingly out of nowhere, you disconnect, you fall apart, things just disintegrate, you know, dissipate into thin air, and you wonder why, how did that happen? Whether it's a big blow up or people just kind of fall off the wagon and they seemingly get bored and can't be bothered with you. How does that even happen? How does that happen? Well, what I've found over time um, in the relationships, you know, and honestly, I've done a lot of soul searching over the past couple of weeks you know, analyzing my own friendships, seeing kind of where I stand with people and, um, you know, being in my 30s now and realizing, you know, how I am as a friend to people and how things may look on the outside. And here's my own theory to this. So one, I'm a firm believer of there's a, re- you know, there's a reason for a season, Right. Friendships are in seasons, okay? And more than likely, how you find yourself in a friendship and how you can determine whether or not a friendship is going to last or survive the test of time is if you, excuse me, if you look, sorry, I burped. If you look at how your relationship began. So, If you are going through a tough time and you have a friend that is there for you during that tough time, you have to kind of look at that relationship and say, okay, is this person, yes, this person was someone that I leaned on during a tough time. But you have to also ask yourself, okay, during that tough time, was this person also going through a tough time? Is this person somebody that I talk to when I'm always um, in a loop of bad things happening to me? Does Is this person around for me when I have good things happening for me? Is this person celebrating with me now that I have good in my life? Or are they simply around to kind of lift me up or talk crap about other people whenever I'm in a downward spiral. And if that's the case, then chances are that is a friendship that probably isn't one that you need to have unless you want to remain in a state of, you know, disarray and and constantly feel like you have to be down and out all the time. 
Then you have the friendships that are essentially friendships of convenience, right? Which is very much like, you know, that essential friendship of maybe going through a tough time where you confuse that tough time that you have with someone as being a true friend, right? That can get very confusing because you have a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of emotional ties where you feel like if you miss out on that relationship, then you miss out on everything. But then you also have the friendships that are like kind of convenient. These are the friendships where you're kind of thrown in a situation together and in a situation where you may not normally be friends, your friendship probably would have never happened. For example, for me, these are friendships that like maybe I relate to a person because they're a mother as well. You know, maybe we had kids that were born around the same time frame and we're just experiencing the the struggles of motherhood together. And that's how we became friends. That doesn't necessarily mean that we could never become friends otherwise, but certain situations we may not have. Um, Another point of this is that, like I mentioned earlier, being military, I have a lot of friends that I've met because of the military. Some of those people I've remained friends with over a period of time, and some of them I haven't. Some of them have just kind of fizzled away. But one thing that I've had to keep in mind is that how did we become friends in the first place? Because we were put in a situation to where we kind of had to go outside of our comfort zone and get to know someone that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise. Um, Another example of this is maybe friends from like your childhood. You know, it's a lot easier to make friends when you are a kid than it is when you're an adult because there are a lot of things that you're able to overlook when you're a kid that maybe you don't recognize right away as a kid as you do as an adult. For example, the types of people that your friends hang out with. Generally speaking, as a as a kid or as a teenager, you don't really care about the choices that your friends are making as a teenager. You know, maybe they're doing drugs. Maybe they're, you know, having sex with people and you're not. You know, some of those things you're able to overlook what they're doing. Um, because you see them and you're like, oh, they're cool. They're cool with me. And maybe these are things that I don't need to get involved with. Or maybe those are things that you get involved with because of peer pressure and just wanting to fit in. But as an adult, sometimes you give in to peer pressure and sometimes you don't. Some adults still do this. In my experience, I've seen it and I've been you know, guilty of doing this as well. Sometimes you feel like you have to be a certain type of way and you can overlook certain things that people are doing. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a little bit more difficult to do that because you have other variables in place. Like if you're an adult who, you know, maybe you have a job where you can't do certain things because obviously there would be dire consequences. So you eject yourself from the friendship because of that. And here's where I'm going with with all of this. At the end of the day, friendships 
go both ways. Some friendships will stand the test of time and others won't. But at the end of the day, you know, some end up breaking off and, you know, being friendships where maybe you feel like it's a waste of time and some last until the end. But at the end of the day, you always have to remember this. If a friendship ends, it's not the end of the world. Sometimes people just get busy in life and sometimes they just don't have the time to dedicate to being there for you all the time. It doesn't mean that you're a bad friend or that they're a bad friend and that neither of you are not capable of being loved or or being liked by people. It just means that life happens and things happen and those people that are really really worth your time and your love and view you as valuable they will always make time for you no matter what they will make time for you if you matter to someone they make time for you there's a saying that goes you make time for the things in life that matter and friendships are no different than that and Don't necessarily be offended if people don't make time for you. Just understand that relationships that you have in your life, they're going to vary. I mean, look, for those of us that have children, we love kids. You know, we love our kids. But guess what? Some things take precedence over what we can do with them and what we can't do. And sometimes we outsource certain things. So that way our friend, our kids are taken care of and we can still breathe too. Friends are no different than this. You know, maybe your friend can't be there for your birthday, but maybe they send you a card instead, or maybe they send you a text, or maybe they call when it's convenient for them. Either way, just keep in mind that when people do things for you, that they're doing the best that they can do. And ultimately, your expectations dictate whether or not they're a good quality friend or not, because at the end of the day, perception is everything. If somebody's giving you all they've got, and it's not good enough for you, instead of being upset about it and harping on it, and, you know, driving yourself batty thinking that you're not enough, just know that you are enough. And if somebody is not meeting your expectations, that's okay. But just know the consequences for that. Maybe you lose a friend in the end. Maybe they change and maybe they become more or less of what you want them to be because it depends on also how they view the relationship and how much they value it. At the end of the day, you have to be your own best friend. You can't let outside sources dictate and hurt you and hurt your perception of who you are and being your authentic and true self. That's where we get in trouble. That's where we start putting a label on ourselves and dictating what we can be for other people. And ultimately, you just have to be your own best friend. So at the end of the day, everyone, just love yourself and love who you are and know that if somebody 
doesn't like you or they fall off the tracks or other people can't get down with you and they're not giving you the attention that you want, just ultimately have that conversation with yourself and determine whether it is because you are dealing with something internally and you're projecting it or if it's something that you're realizing is a projection that other people are giving off of themselves and once you recognize which it is whether it's you or it's them ultimately having a real true discussion with yourself about it and understanding that guess what whether it's me or them at the end of the day No one dictates who I am and I don't, I am no less of a person based on what other people think of me. As long as I love myself and I am being who I am at all times and not projecting my insecurities or my hurt onto other people, then I will always be content and I will always be exactly who I am and who I need to be. And there's no shame in admitting when you feel like being you isn't enough. As long as you reset and understand that, yep, you are enough. And if there's something that you don't like about yourself, work hard towards yourself. Don't worry about trying to change yourself to be something that you may never be because the only person that you have is you. So with that, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Share this podcast with a friend if you feel it's something that they need to know. And make sure that you follow me on Instagram at she draws attention. You guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Get through this week and I'll catch you on the next episode.